rocking and rolling. Yes, we are. Cool. Vickers, thanks for doing this, man. I appreciate it. Uh, you're welcome. Mate, I just wanted to quickly chat to you. I mean, you've obviously um, turned yourself into quite the sommelier here at Marvel. We're uh, in beautiful uh, Johannesburg, uh, overlooking Kharteng. Um, uh, how long have you been at Marble for? Uh, so it's coming up, it was just three years now. Uh, three years here, now. April 2016, but we've only been open for about two, two years, uh, four months. So, okay. Yeah, so the first six months was sort of sitting at, at David's house tasting wine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, cool. And so how did you get here? I mean, what, what path did you take to become the head sommelier at uh, one of the best restaurants in uh, Africa? So, yeah, um, I mean, I don't think I was going to get into the wine game at a younger stage. Uh, I studied Beacom Tourism at Tux and uh, I worked at Forum Harmony and Roots restaurant out in the, in the cradle of humankind. And uh, the GM asked me one day, uh, Yakumeno, he asked me, would, would I want to be a generalist or, or a specialist? And I said, uh, you know, I think I, I would like to be a specialist in, in any kind of field what I do. And he said, uh, well, mate, there's, there's one route for you in South Africa to take. And he introduced me to, uh, to Francis Kroener, who's a, who's a well-known sommelier in South Africa. And uh, Francis basically took he's, me He's got some horrible facial hair at the moment, <laughs> that, that is absolutely... What is, he, what is he thinking with that? I don't know where he's going with that, if he wants to join. I don't know <laughs> if he wants to play rugby or where yeah. is it coming from, but it, it is quite ridiculous at yeah. the moment. He looks so. like a floor trucker. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> So uh, Francis actually uh, introduced me to the wine game in South Africa and, okay. and, and, and said to me, this is the route that you have to walk. Um, and the route was essentially to start off with uh, basically just signing up on, on Guildsom, which is quite cool for, yeah. for young sommeliers to do. Um, so it's Guildsom.com, isn't it? Guildsom.com. Yep. Um, that's a very good start just to get sort of basics. You've got everything at hand on your phone. It's very cool if you need to find out something quickly on the floor. Yep. And then from Guildsom, I started uh, subscribed to Decanter magazine, started reading there a little bit. And um, it, was, it was a choice between Cape Wine Academy and and uh, WSCT in South Africa. Mm -hmm. And uh, I took the WSCT route. Uh, Debbie van Flamen put me in contact and yep. I sort of skipped level one and two, uh, which was quite uh, ambitious. Um, yes. Went straight to level three, which was, uh, I wouldn't recommend that. Maybe start at one and, uh, <laughs> and then and work it through. Level three all at once is a bit, is a, bit a lot to take in. Okay. But uh, essentially wrote my level three WSCT, finished that, uh, passed, and uh, David sort of uh, spotted me at, at, at Forum Harmony and Roots. Uh, David Higgs. David Higgs, yeah, yeah through uh, Francis Kroner. He sort of put my name in the hat there. And uh, David said, come through for an interview one day at the Saxon. We sat down and from the get-go, I was, I was just uh, into it. It was a new concept in South Africa, um, quite a large scale kind of restaurant and mm. coming from a fine dining scene I was quite scared um, mm. moving into something like this but um, it changes your game completely as a sommelier and especially as a young sommelier um, working in a fine dining has its ups and downs I mean you you got every night you've got a set menu you've got about five to six wines which you can study beforehand which is quite cool um, so at the table you sort of ready off the bat you know exactly what's happening you know the winemaker how long the wine's been on oak flavor profile soils um, and then when I came to Marble, you suddenly have a wine list of about 200 wines where it's about 100 white, 100 red. And the customer can ask you any question about any wine on the list. Mm -hmm. And you can't run away and say, cool, I'm going to go check my notes. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's sort of like you've got to answer at the table. So um, for me and my whole team that works at both uh, Marble and Saint, uh, it's quite essential for them to go and self-study quite a lot. Yes. And I mean, being a young aspiring sommelier, um, you're going to put in long hours. It, yeah. It's unfortunately it's there, but uh, the the most important part is is when you get home at night, just to is you got to open the books and, and, and sit there. And yeah. I don't have to study, so I would say so much hard, um, like soil types and, and acids and that kind of thing. You're going to talk over the customer's head uh, these days in the restaurants. You got to sort of listen to what the customer wants, and basically what you know is is what kind of soray is it, or what kind of Sauvignon Blanc is it? Is it a bit more minery, a bit more fruity, a bit more new world, old world okay. in style? So more philosophical, philosophical, uh, uh, philosophical sort of 
um, path of the winemaker is important. So exactly, hundred percent, okay. yeah. And I mean, you get the odd customer that asks you who's the winemaker, but it's sort of cool to introduce the winemaker as well mm -hmm. um, when talking at the table. But as soon as you start talking about oak and, and acid and and yeah. that kind of things, you sort of just talk over the customer's uh, yeah. um, sort of head. Um, but I think yeah, when, when, when we sit with something like sitting with you and tasting, it's, it's important for us to know how the wine's made because yeah. that essentially tells you what the body of the wine is, what the style of the wine is, and you'll, you'll know if the customer, is that what he's looking for or not? Yeah, yeah. no, absolutely. I mean, I've got a bit of a mantra, is like if you're not tasting notes, like if you're not making notes when you're tasting, all you're doing is drinking. 100%, you, <laughs> that uh, is true. Even if you don't go back to your notes ever, the actual process of writing down what you, is you find in that wine makes um, makes you think about the wine in a different way. It makes you a bit more, bit more um, uh, symptomatic, I mean, in terms of, uh, systematic, sorry, systematic in terms of tasting. 100%. Um, and then it's a repeatable skill. Um, palate training, um, what do you do or what did you do um, to, to help with your palate and, and tasting? Um, yeah, I mean, drinking a lot of wine helps quite a bit. Yeah. Um, but essentially, as a, what I did as a, as a sommelier is I decided to, to go to Greater Mains and buy myself a, a caravan. Um, okay. I mean, it's a very good tool to use at home. And the thing is, is you've got to sort of invest if you want to do um, course, especially quarter masters that I'm busy with now. Yep. Is you've got to invest a little bit international wine um, when it comes to sort of trying to taste classic wines from all around the world, because yep. uh, that's usually what you will get in a blind tasting. Um, competitions yep. are, of course, different. Yep. But uh, I mean, using a caravan, but you can get in, ter these. in terms of just working in a restaurant in, um, in South Africa, do you think tasting international wines is useful? Um, well, I would say definitely at the moment. Yeah. Uh, if we look where South African wine prices are going, I mean, we have less yields, we have uh, climate changes, and we have droughts, which pushes up the price of wines, unfortunately, in South Africa. Yeah. We're gonna start touching um, price of, of, uh, of international red wines um, yeah. in the market. So um, you've gotta know what sort of your international spectrum is to a local spectrum. Mm -hmm. And um, I mean, Pinotage and Chenin Blanc can be poured now in competitions as well. So mm -hmm. we, South Africa is getting renowned for those two grape varietals. Yeah. So definitely. And especially when you get international guests who aren't maybe familiar with South African wine, you need to be familiar what, with what they're drinking so you can 100%. speak the same language. If he says, I drink Shiraz from Australia, then you got to yeah. know, sort of, okay, cool, you got to punt quite a heavy Shiraz from yeah. South Africa to sort of, you know, yeah. I mean, get it on the same level there. Yeah. Or so, if you know, someone from the UK comes in and says, oh, I drink Sancerre, you have to know what that is and what the flavour profile is. 100%, yeah, yeah absolutely. definitely. Yes. Cool, man. So, I mean, what, what sort of um, pieces of advice would you have for someone in the restaurant game in South Africa who wants to sort of go down the similar path? What's the What's the, is it sort of find someone like a Francis Gruner, like find a mentor and, and build off them? Or what's yeah, the I think what's uh, the best? a mentor was very, very important for me um, during yep. my lifespan. But I also think, um, I mean, we've, we've got a good kind of some sommelier culture up in Johannesburg. Yes. And um, well, we need actually just to talk to one another. And I mean, my door is always open if you want to come knock on my door. Yep. Um, whether for you writing WSET and you need a little bit of help or whether we start a tasting group. Um, I know all of us is quite busy, but I mean, it's, I mean, if you read Secrets of the Sommeliers, these guys used to taste on a Saturday night after service at one o'clock in the morning. It's yeah. at someone's restaurant and it's not a it's not a big drink up. It's basically coming and, and tasting and, and, and learning from one another essentially. Um, yeah. so self-improvement is up to the self. hundred <laughs> percent, yeah. So I mean definitely um, just ask, I think we should just all sort of work together and, and, and ask um, each other and learn from each other essentially. Um, cool man. I'm, um, yeah. I'm very um, conscious of your time so we'll, we'll, we'll maybe have a longer interview and at some other point but um, it's been wonderful to see you on your journey so far. <laughs> And, uh, and long may it continue. Thank you. Thank Thanks you very much. Cheers, Thanks for taking the time. Thanks, Thanks Dave. Cheers, mate. Thank you.